Welcome to the Engrafted Word from the Lighthouse Chapel International, Line of Judah Cathedral, Cape Coast, with Bishop Jake Godwill. This rich teaching will bring encouragement, hope, light into every darkness, healing, deliverance, and salvation to the longing soul. Join Bishop Jake Godwill as he ministers the Engrafted Word of God, which is able to save the soul. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. We ask for your presence and for your anointing. Teach us in Jesus' name. Amen. God bless you. You may be seated in the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Are you excited to be in church? So I bring you greetings from Sakumono Church. From the Church of the Prophets. Very beautiful, powerful, um, ultra-modern church. It's an automatic church. Yeah. I see you there. Amen. And I see you here. Amen. Your amen for here should be louder than your amen. You always want to go somewhere. What about where you are? Clap for all the powerful ministrations we have received. Amen. Now, get ready to grab your copy of this awesome, wonderful book I began to share from last Sunday. How to Neutralize Curses. We are pretty soon going to have them here, but I want to tintillate and tantalize your appetite so that, you know, every book has seals. Now, when you speak from it, or when it is taught, the seals get broken and you begin to understand the revelations inside the books. It's even like songs. Songs also have seals. Sometimes you hear a song, it doesn't move you, but if somebody sings it, suddenly you have a wow effect. Do you get it? And it begins to minister to you powerfully. And so, the seals of this book, I believe, are being opened to us. Amen. And tonight, I, I'm going to share uh, particularly something that um, I believe is relevant to everyone here and will affect every one of us. You see, many, many of the things that God creates, they are in potential form. When I say they are in potential form, for example, God called Abram or Abraham who was barren. He and his wife were barren and God said, I'm going to make a nation out of you. And God changed his name to, from Abram to Abraham. Abraham means father of many nations. And for years, he was still a single parent 
and yet God had changed his name to father of many nations. So every time people called him Abraham, 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 and you know, in those desert places and um, sometimes when you shout, it can echo against mountains and hills and whatever. So when he shout one, Abraham, then Abraham, ham, 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 ham. It, the echo of Abraham's. So father of many, 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 many nations. <laughs> Do you understand? Yeah. The, yeah. Father of many, 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 and the, the echo, many, 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 many nations, 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 nations. Hey. Meanwhile, he was still a single man walking in the desert. But God was still speaking and prophesying over his life. I have come to realize that God does nothing except he prophesies it first. Anything God will do, he will speak it first. He will send prophets to declare them. And not just once. It is said over and over and over and over. Why? Because of the power of speaking and the power of prophecy. Amen. I don't know whether I told you on Sunday, but you see, I heard a man of God say this years ago and really... Um, it entered my mind but over the years it has become so real to me he said Jesus would never have died if he had not been confessing it over and over he couldn't have died son of God man of God anointed he couldn't have died because the anointing was upon him and was so strong and so powerful. So Jesus had to intentionally keep saying, I will, I, will, I will die. They will arrest me. I will suffer at the hands of the chief priests and the elders. They will arrest me. They will molest me. And after three days, I will be buried. And after three days, I will resurrect. He had to keep saying it and saying before it became possible for death to hold him. And he also kept saying, after three days, I will arrive. Because if he doesn't add that one too, he would, he would have been there till tomorrow. So everything God does, he keeps saying it. Now, what happens? When things are spoken, it fashions it, it creates it out, and it makes it happen. Hallelujah. It makes it happen. So it's not like, okay, God will do... Anything he has decided to do anyway. So just leave it up to God. No. So even though he had made prophets in the, in, in the plan, Jesus would be born and everything. Yet prophets had to keep speaking. Prophets had to speak. When it was getting to time, angels had to come and re-speak. <laughs> and re-declare. Hallelujah. 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 Many of us exist today in potential wives because so many of us here are not married how many are not married ladies who are not married you are potential wives I thought I would hear an amen many brothers here are not married let me see brothers who are not yet married you are all potential husbands when I say potential you have the potential the possibility but you are not yet there 
we have to speak it until it happens. Many here, you are potential house owners. Potential car owners. Potential millionaires. But it is in the seed stage, potential stage. We have to keep prophesying it until it happens. Hallelujah. Many here are potential great mega church pastors. Potential prophets. Evangelists. Apostles. But it exists in the potential form. We have to keep speaking it. Until it begins to manifest. Come on, give the Lord a shout of praise. Now, so my title tonight from this book is Despise Not Prophesying. You love it already? Tell your neighbor, despise not prophesying. Now, in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 20, 1 Thessalonians 5, 20, that's where the scripture comes from. Despise not prophesying. Okay? To despise means to disregard, to um, regard with contempt, um, distaste. Do you get it? Disdain, scorn, loath, to disrespect. And many more of such words. So when the Bible says, despise not prophesying, means don't disrespect prophesying, don't disregard, don't distaste, don't disdain, don't scorn prophesying. Hallelujah. Now, prophesying, um, and I believe we've said it over and over in this church, you need prophesying or prophecies. Prophecies are not limited to only predictive prophecies. Say with me, predictive prophecy. Predictive prophecy is where it's like this and that and that is going to happen in your life. Tomorrow by this time, that will happen. Or next year by this time, you know, or five years time, God is going to do A, B, C, D in Ghana. That is predictive prophecy. You are predicting something futuristic, all right? Now, prophesying also involves speaking under inspiration. Inspired speaking. It's also prophesying. Alright? Um, preaching is prophesying. Edification, comfort. It's all in the group of prophesying. Amen. And the Bible says, despise not prophesying. Okay? In the Bible, or prophesying, say prophesying. In the Bible, a gentleman despised prophesying and he paid dearly with his life. In 2 Kings chapter 7, um, verses 1 and 2. Then Elisha said, Hear ye the word of the Lord. That said the Lord, Tomorrow about this time shall a measure of fine flour be sold for a shekel and two measures of belly um, for a shekel in the gate of Samaria. This was what a man of God, Elisha, came and prophesied. Tomorrow by this time, this and, and you know, there was farming, economic hardship in the whole area. The country, the town, or the city had been besieged by enemy armies. So no food was coming in, nothing was going out. So it, it was out of order, you know, out of 
I mean, it, it doesn't any way look possible for that prophecy to happen that tomorrow by this time, not even next year, tomorrow, I mean, just the next day. And what he was saying, you know, now you don't understand, but it says a measure of flour will be sold for a shekel. It is like saying a bag of rice will sell for 10 pesos by tomorrow. A bag, not five kilo. The big one is what? 25 kilo will be selling for 10 pesos. 25 kilo rice will be selling for 10 pesos. That, that's the kind of prophecy the man gave. Yeah. And then what, what else do we eat? What else do we like? If it's not rice, it's what? Yam, gari. It's like plantain and yam. A big bunch of plantain. Big bunch of plantain will also be selling for 10 pesos. Big bunch. And one fat pork. <laughs> one fat pig will sell for 20 pesos. Tomorrow by this time. How many of you will believe such a prophecy? How much is one big pork, uh, uh, pig? How much is one? One big one. Pardon? 1,000 Ghana. 1,600. Uh, are you listening? So that, that was a kind of prophecy the man came and gave. Now listen, listen very carefully. Don't, don't joke with, that, with, with this. So when the prophet came and said those things, then a lot on whose hand the king leaned answered the man of God and said, Behold, if the Lord will make windows in heaven, might this thing be? You see, the guy's answer, when you read the king, you don't get it so well, but if you read the other uh, message, Bible, and others, you get, it was a very scornful whatever. It was a scornful, disdainful reaction to the prophecy. Look, that's what you are saying. Even if God were to open the window, I mean, if, even God cannot do it. That's what, even God cannot do what you are saying. It's like rubbish. Rubbish. Even God cannot do what you are saying. If even God should open the windows of it, might this thing be? What you are saying? You are nonsense. You are mad. Yeah. And the man of God responded and said, Behold, thou shalt see it with thine eyes, but shalt not taste thereof. Even that one, he was not afraid. <laughs> he was not afraid. But it happened exactly. There were lepers. Two, is it two or three? Three lepers outside the city. Who were? Or four lepers outside the city, hungry and dying because lepers are not to mix with normal human beings. So after they had been there for some time, they said, look, if we sit here, we'll die. If we enter the city too, they will kill us. And then the other side, the, the soldiers were there. If we go there today, they may kill us. Anywhere, if we sit here, we'll die. If we enter, they may receive us or they may kill us. So let's take our chances. Why sit, why sit we here till we die? So they decided to take their chances to enter where the enemies were. Because there was food there. In the city of Samaria, there was no food. But where the soldiers were who had attacked them, there was a lot of food. So they said, let's take our chances and go there. So four lepers began to move. 
But you see, God was behind it. The power of God was behind it. God made the steps of these forced lepers sound like the sound of many horses and chariots and tanks. Ammon personnel carriers. It sounded like trucks carrying soldiers. So the soldiers were in their camps and they heard rumblings in the ground. They said, hey, the king has hired other the Egyptians and all other nations to come and fight us. Let's flee for our lives. They abandoned their food, their money, everything they had and fled into the bushes for their lives. So when the lepers entered the city, they said, ah, there's nobody here. They entered one tent. They saw food that has just been cooked. <laughs> the food had just been cooked. There's nobody there. They started eating it. Then they looked at, they saw money, gold. They looked at, they went to hide some. They came back, went to the next tent, three tents. Then they said, look, what we are doing is not good. Our brothers are hungry. Let's go and call them. When they went to call them, they said, the king said, ah, I know the trick. The people have intentionally vacated the place so that when we enter, then they will rush on us and kill us. Then somebody said, no, let's go and check. When they went to check, they saw that as the people were running away, they have left their chalewote, their shoes, their clothes. I mean, these people were really escaping. Then they said, no, this must be a miracle. So they entered the place and looted the whole camp. Food, drinks, money, gold, silver. And the rush was so much that the king called this guy. Everybody say this guy. He said stand at the gate and control the people. So that there will not be any stampede. So as the people were rushing to go for the food. And they brought the food and they were selling exactly the prophecy go back go back go back <laughs> he said what eh? go back to verse 1 brother he said 5 quarts of choice flour will cost only 1 piece of silver 10 quarts of barley grain will cost only 1 piece it was happening exactly so there was such stampede and commotion now jump back to the verse 17 and the man was trying to control the crowd. Oh, they just pushed him down. Ran over him. They didn't even notice that there was a human being there. And the man died. This was a man who, when the prophet came and spoke, he should have kept quiet. Because I'm sure even the prophet, he himself, he didn't believe what he was saying. <laughs> himself, he didn't believe it. So he should have kept quiet instead of saying something negative. So when you don't believe something, don't say something negative. Don't, don't react negative. Just keep it in your heart. It is what he said that led to his destruction. Tell somebody, despise not prophesying. Amen. Now, many people despise prophesying and cause Destruction for their lives. They cause destruction for their lives. And also, things don't happen. Things that God has said don't happen because of how 
they despise the prophesyings that come into their lives. And that is why we need to understand these things deeply. Now, what does it mean when the Bible says despise not prophesyings? I'm going to give you several things that it means. All right? Are you ready? Number one, despise not prophesying means you must respect the prophecies of the scripture. You must respect the prophecies of the scripture. Second Peter chapter 1, verse 20, 20 to 21. The Bible says, Knowing this first, that no prophecy of the scripture is of any private interpretation. No prophecy of the scripture. Say with me, say with me, prophecy of the scripture. Now, the whole Bible is a collection of prophecies. All right? And is described as the prophecy of the scripture. Amen. Now, you see, because the whole Bible is full of prophecies and it's also like one whole big prophecy, whenever you believe a portion of it, it comes alive for you. And it comes into fulfillment for you. You, you, you have to stop the child. You have to stop the child. She has to settle down. The scripture comes into fulfillment for you. You see, for years, scriptures were lying down without any effect. But after many years, some people began to believe in a portion of the Bible, John 3.16. Uh, sorry, John John, John 3, John 3, 3, 4, thereabout. You see, that except a man be born again, he cannot be in the kingdom of God. He cannot enter into the kingdom of God. Some people began to believe that this thing is real. That a man, you are not, a Christian is not just somebody who is listening to um, Bible stories and so on, but must actually be born again. There's something called being born again. And as soon as a section of Christians began to believe this scripture, it suddenly came alive. And it gave back to a whole new movement. A born again movement and so on and so forth. Our parents never heard those words. Our parents who were like Christians in the Methodist church, they never heard those words, be born again. Born again, they started hearing it when some of us were born. Yes. And it was quite confrontational to them. Exactly what happened in the Bible. Because we have known God all this while. Are you not coming to tell me we should be born again? They didn't know it. Because their time, that prophecy of scripture had not come alive. Because nobody had taken it up and believed. Am I talking to anybody? Yeah. In the same way, um, Acts chapter 2 had always been in the Bible for years. But some people came up and they said, look, this Acts chapter 2, this experience, the Pentecost experience, it is not a historical something. It is still alive today. And we believe it. And we believe that it is still here. The Holy Spirit is still for us. The gifts of the Spirit are still for us. And when they began to believe it, suddenly it gave birth to the whole Pentecostal movement. People who believe in the Pentecost. And people believe in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. Am I talking? When 
a portion of the prophecy of the scripture, when you begin to believe in it, it begins to come alive. And it begins to manifest in your life. You see, the song Adjoa was singing, that is Isaiah chapter 2. And it shall come to pass in the last day. Bring it up quickly. Isaiah chapter 2. This scripture has always been in the Bible. But me, I've been having my quiet time since 1978. Yeah, since 1978 that I got, I've been having quiet time daily, almost every day. I've never seen this scripture until last year. When our bishop began to preach about it, I said, Ah, is this thing in the Bible? And it says, And it shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established on the top of the mountain. I have heard this scripture before, but it didn't make meaning to be established on the top of the mountain. They are talking of some mountain, mountain chalet. Okay, we have read it. Bye bye. But now, as he began to preach from it, and even to sing from it. It keeps coming alive. It's a prophecy for us, for us, for us, for us. It says, and it shall come to pass in the last days. So if you and I believe that we are in the last days, our ears, our eyes, our mouth, our antennas must now move up and say, hey, what is the Lord saying? It shall come to pass in the last day that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow to it. It is the hour of the church. It is the hour of the church. Your amen shows that you are still very far. Yeah. And it shall come to pass in the last days that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains. So, it, it means that it is going to be greater than the great things that exist. Yes. The church of God and the things of the church will be greater than the mountain. It will be established on the top of the mountains and shall be exalted above the hills. So those of you, your greatest dream is to work for the bank. Your greatest dream is to work for you, United Nations. When you hear United Nations, it's like, yeah. Your greatest vision is to work for Zenith Bank or Barclays Bank or um, I don't know which banks. Look, do you know my wife used to work for a bank called Social Security Bank, SSB. It doesn't exist anymore. It only exists as SSBSG. SG Ghana. The, the SSB has disappeared. You see, Societe General. So the SSB has disappeared. I used to be a consultant for a bank called National Savings and Credit Bank. Yeah, that bank was bought over by SSB. Yeah, yeah. doesn't exist anymore. Doesn't exist. Cooperative bank. <laughs> bank for housing and construction. People had money there when it collapsed. So, 
and it shall come to pass. Sing it, sing it, sing it from where you are. Just sing it. Pass. Of the Lord's house. Established. In top of the mountains. Exalted. Hills. Wow. This is a prophecy. This is a prophecy. This is a prophecy. Look, you are a satellite church planter. You are whatever planter. If you take these prophecies and you begin to sing them and you begin to believe them and say, Lord, you said in the last days it shall come to pass that the mountain of the Lord's house shall be established in the top of the mountains and it shall be exalted above the hills and all nations shall flow and you begin to prophesy I see the nations flowing I see the nations flowing to the church I see the nations flowing to my to my basel I see the nations flowing into my satellite church whatever yeah despise not prophesying despise not prophesying despise it not don't ignore it don't play down a prophecy. Don't play it down. Don't let a prophecy lie idle. You see, to despise something means, Charlie, it's like, I didn't grow up, but in Kasanoho. Can you imagine if you have married a wife, you have brought her to your house? No, you don't even say good morning to her. You wake up, you just, she's dead there, you just do your thing, you leave the house, you don't say anything to her, nothing. There's no conversation. No conversation, no communion, no interaction. Nothing. Despise not prophesize. Put your hands together for Jesus. Is it a good policy? Number two, despise not prophesying means you must scream amen to the prophecies spoken over your life. Hmm. Jeremiah chapter 28 verse 6. Jeremiah 28 verse 6. It says, even the prophet Jeremiah said amen. (laughs) Even the prophet Jeremiah said amen. The Lord do so. The Lord perform thy words which thou hast prophesied to bring again the vessels of the Lord's house and all that is carried away captive from Babylon into this place. Even the prophet Jeremiah said amen. Even the prophet Jeremiah, he said amen. You, who are you? You don't say amen when, when prophecies are being spoken. You have butterized yourself. Bombomstified yourself. Unlock with jaw. Are you winning bonyo? And a TV area. When prophecies are flying your way. Even the prophet Jeremiah, he said, Amen. May you say Amen. Hallelujah. 
tell your neighbor, look, even the prophet Jeremiah said amen. Never forget this scripture. Jeremiah 28 verse 6. Even the prophet Jeremiah, he said amen. When you are in a meeting and prophecies are flying your way, you must shout the loudest amen. Amen means let it be so. Amen means monyeho. Amen means nyankupo mombrum. 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 Hallelujah. Even the prophet Jeremiah. He said amen. Give the Lord a shout of praise. Number three. Despise not prophesying means you must block negative words and encourage positive words spoken in your direction. You must block negative words and encourage negative, encourage positive words spoken in your direction. Hey. Look. I was sharing about the causes of curses. On Sunday, I began to share. You must respect curses. As you must also respect blessings. You must have the necessary respect of fear, reverence for blessings. As well as also for curses. Because if you don't have the necessary respect for curses... You will, you will operate in under curses. You see, two things are operating in the world. Blessings and curses. Two things. Blessings and curses. Blessings and curses. After God created the world, created Adam and Eve and everything, the Bible says, and God blessed them. He released a blessing upon his creation. He didn't just create and then he left. He released a blessing. He released a blessing upon his creation. Lest a curse comes. Lest a curse comes to eat. And a curse managed to enter. Through disobedience. God had to turn around and curse some of the things he had blessed. He cursed the ground for the sake of the man. And he cursed the woman. In sorrow. In sorrow. Will you have children? And... We have been suffering from these cases for years. And there are several other cases. When Noah said to Canaan, a servant of servants shall thou be. That curse has been running throughout forever. Are you still here? Yeah, Genesis 9.27. Cursed be Canaan and a servant of servants shall he be unto his brethren. You see, when you have the necessary respect for blessings and also for curses, you will do everything to avoid a curse. But some people don't seem to fear curses. Some people don't seem to, they don't have, they despise prophesying. Even though they know that thieves are cursed, they, they, they don't fear. I mean, like, like, like somebody is on the internet multiplying our bishop's Facebook page. Every 45 minutes, he creates a new one. Every 45 seconds, of, he creates a new 
whatever, and he has been talking to people. I saw some conversations, you know, talking to people as if it's Bishop talking, you know, talking to a lady, you know, the Lord, the Lord spoke to me to tell you this, 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 and they have put name of somebody, said the person is a treasurer, Lighthouse Chapel International, Kodesh, there's a phone number, and people have been sending money, send this amount of money, yeah. Bishop Oko said a lady called her. He had already sent 100 Ghana cities to that account. So he took his phone and called the number. When he called the number, a lady picked up. As soon as he started asking the person questions, no, the person cut the line and turned off the phone. People don't fear God. They don't fear curses. <laughs> they don't fear. They, they do these things, men of God. They don't say you're a popular man of God. No, then they start creating, they use Facebook. And I don't know why people are so gullible. At this age, you don't know who Bishop Dag is. You don't know that Bishop Dag will never ask you for money. Pay money into an account, mobile money account. Pay money into an account and I'll pray for you. Walla so ekahon, walla, walla so ekahon, walla, walla. Yeah. People are too gullible. You see, it's unfortunate. So, so nobody, nobody should, should ever, and if you see any Facebook account purporting to be bishop or purporting to be me, I'm not so popular now, but I'm sure when I become popular, people will be multiplying. Already there's a guy, there's a guy on Facebook using the same name, Jake Godwell. So one time I asked one of my people to call him. I said, oh, it's his real name. And then he, I don't know whether I probably is related to me, but he, he didn't know me. And then he's there. He uses the same name, Jake Godwell. But his school, something different, stays somewhere, you know. So anyway, be careful of curses. Be careful of curses. Be careful of doing something that will attract a curse. Anytime you see Something that brings a curse, Charlie, run from it like you are running from a, a rattlesnake. Anything that the Bible says, cursed is he that does this and that. Escape it fast. Amen. Like tithing. You are cursed because you don't pay tithe. Run from it very fast. Pay tithe and avoid curses. I thought I would hear an amen. Hey. Now, look at this. Look at this. Genesis chapter 4. Genesis chapter 4, verse 9. All right. Cain, um, Cain was cursed by God because he, was, he killed his brother. And God was interviewing him. And the Lord said unto Cain, where is, where is Abel thy brother? He said, I don't know. Am I my brother's keeper? Look at somebody. You have killed your brother. When God is asking you, look at how you are even answering. All right. Then verse 10. And he said, what hast thou done? The voice of thy brother's blood cried unto me from the ground. Go on, go on quickly. And now art thou cursed from the earth, which hath opened her mouth to receive thy brother's blood from thy hand. Fast, brother. When thou tillest the ground, it shall not henceforth yield unto thee her strength. A fugitive and a vagabond shall thou be in the earth. And Cain said unto the Lord, My punishment is greater than I can bear. <laughs> Behold, thou hast driven me out from this day from the face of the earth, and from the face and from thy face shall I be hid. 
and I shall be a fugitive and a vagabond in the earth. And it shall come to pass that everyone that findeth me shall slay me. So he was pleading with God. And the Lord said, Therefore, whosoever slayeth Cain, vengeance shall be taken on him sevenfold. And the Lord set a mark upon Cain, lest any finding him should kill him. <laughs> hey. So, you see, as the curses came to him and he knew that he really deserved the curse, but he began to plead, please, this punishment is too much for me. Everybody will kill me, this, and he started negotiating. So, he respected, he knew that this curse, it was real. But somebody would have taken chewing gum. So, have you finished talking? Have you finished talking? Nyam, nyam, nyam. Okay, see you later. Nyam, nyam, nyam. Nonsense. It's a, a, a fugitive and a vagabond I will be. Which man no see before. But he had the necessary respect. Yeah. I, I, am I talking to anybody? Tell your neighbor, despise no prophesying. Number four, despise not prophesying means you must respect prophecies and proverbs from fathers that come from fathers. Prophecies and proverbs that come from fathers. Now, amazingly, sections of the book of Proverbs are described as prophecies. Many wisdom nuggets are actually prophecies for your life. Mm? Look at Proverbs chapter 30, 1 to 2. Proverbs 30, 1 to 2. He said, the words of Agur, the son of Jacob, even the prophecy, the man spoke unto Ethiel. All right? Even the prophecy. But these were like proverbs, like wise sayings. But they are actually prophecies. Proverbs 24, verse 3, for example, is a prophecy for somebody here. I don't know who it is. But look at this prophecy. Proverbs 23, 24, 3. It says, through wisdom. A house is built and by understanding it is established. The Lord is telling somebody here, through wisdom you build a house. By understanding it will be established. And by knowledge, verse 4, and by knowledge shall the chambers be filled with beds, with furniture, with sound system, with cooker, with a stove, with television, flat screen television, with mattress on the bed, with Sunzi on the mattress through knowledge so it says wisdom, understanding and knowledge, these three things will give you a beautiful house it's a prophecy for somebody it didn't say through money it said through wisdom through wisdom amen so when you are reading the proverbs you are actually reading prophecies Number five, despise not prophesying means you must respect the prophecies of your mothers. LZ, the prophecies of your mother. Does your mother also prophesy? Look at Proverbs 31, verse 1. Proverbs 31, 1. It says, the words of King Lemuel, the prophecy that his mother taught him. The prophecy that his mother taught him. Asomoa, the teachings the mother, King Lemuel's mother was giving him were actually prophecies. 
when your mother says, if you don't become hardworking, you don't wake up early, sweep, learn how to cook, a bed bread will worry You'll be tired in your marriage. It's a prophecy. It's not a care. This one is a prophecy. If you like, keep sleeping. Don't learn how to sweep, how to cook, how to make the house. As for the brothers, many of them, they are blind though. Many brothers are blind. But in this church, as we keep preaching, many of the, many of the brothers, their blindness is being removed. So they are beginning to see beyond the breast and the bottoms. When I say beyond, I don't mean they are looking beyond. But it's like, look, I know you have breasts. I know you have bottoms. But I am not moved by B and B. Yeah. I am looking at character. I am looking at, are you lazy or are you hardworking? I am looking at, do you really love God or what kind of person are you? Yeah. But as for blind brothers... When they see long hair, when they see things standing, when they see things shaking, they are already dead. You will never be blind again. No more blind Bartimeo's story. All right? So, your mother's prophecy. Number six, despise not prophesying means you must receive the prophecies in books. Hallelujah. You must receive prophecies in books. In Revelation 22, 10 and 18, it says, and it said unto me, seal not the sayings of the prophecy of this book, for the time is at hand. For I testify unto every man that heareth the words of the prophecy of this book. So there's something called the prophet. Books contain prophecy. Jesus said, I am come to fulfill all that is written concerning me in the volumes of the book. Books contain, one of the reasons why you should read books, it's not for exams. I'm talking about Christian books. Some of you, words, when you say, get a book, you think that we are forcing you to become something, to become a pastor when you have never dreamt to become a pastor. We are forcing you to become a shepherd when you don't want to become a shepherd. We are forcing you to become a serious Christian when you have always desired never to be a serious Christian. So that God doesn't call you by mistake and before you realize you were a preacher when you never dreamt to be a preacher. So you want to stay as far away as possible. You are despising prophecy. These books... They contain prophecies about your life, your future, your marriage, your everything. So one of the benefits of reading is to encounter the prophecy of your life. And for it to begin to happen, for you to believe it, to claim it and to speak it over your life. Hallelujah. One of the benefits of listening to messages is for you to have a man of God speaking prophecies into your life, over your life, into your future. Yes. Every day they are forcing us. We should be listening to messages. We should be downloading the post- podcast. podcast. You see, you are missing out. You are despising prophecies. You are despising prophecy. The last point, despise not prophesying, means 
you must receive impartation of gifts that come through the spoken word. Through the spoken word. 1 Timothy 4, 13 to 14. Neglect not the gift that is in thee that was given to thee by prophecy. By prophecy. By prophecy. Hallelujah. By prophecy. So, the laying of hands and say was given thee by prophecy with the laying on of the hands of the presbytery. So, gifts are imparted through prophecy, through laying on of hands. How many are going to not despise prophecies anymore? Stand to your feet. Stand to your feet right now. Lift up your hands and begin to thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God. Maramando shatala la bakayamanda mindolobosikalalabasando ramando lobolabaranaba lift your hands and just thank the lord just thank the lord just thank the lord minderio shatasada labadawa father we give you glory lord i give you my heart i give you my soul i live for you alone every breath that i take every moment i'm awake lord have your with in me Lord I give, I give you, you my life I give you my soul I live for, for you, you alone every, every breath that I take every moment I'm away Lord have your, your way in me pray, 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 pray for yourself Lord Thank you for your word. Thank you for your word that has opened my eyes to not despise prophecies anymore. Thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. Marana lobo shikata sanda, limerika dalaba sandala, mikando lobo shakalaba, mikanda lalaba, yendiria kata, zimrondo, zibrande, zimrondo, zibrande, zimrondo, paliko zibrikala, banyikanda banyamala balaba, baribala ba, baribala ba, baribala ba, sabra kandebe shikrene bisanda brani mikando lobo shimakata sanda bakinde bisada bara. In the name of Jesus, we give you praise and we give you thanks. Rabakato Shikata Sandi Bikada Bashanda Mindo Sakatari Kabandala Labashanda. May we never despise prophecies. May we never despise prophesies. Thank you. Thank you. I pray for everyone, oh God, and the son of my voice. Rimondo Kasakaya Mandala Labashandi Kasanda Labashanda. Rekanda Basanda Kinde Boshikanda Dabakandi Nibisada Kadabana Banaba. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. Jesus. Lift your hands, everybody. Lord, I pray over everyone here. I speak your word over the lives of every member. Let strong shepherds arise in our midst. Let great pastors arise from our midst. Let great anointings arise from our midst. May the Holy Spirit empower many people. May the Holy Spirit change many people. May the Holy Spirit transform many people into great men and women. May the blessing of the Lord rest and abide upon many here. Transform many into rich men and women. Transform many into prosperous men and women. Let many people build houses here. Let many people own their own cars here. Let many who are not married be married. Let many who marry stay married. Let them be blessed in their marriages. 
let them prosper in their marriages let them do well in their marriages in the name of Jesus may none here ever lack anything may we not lack money may we not lack finances may we not lack anything we need to do the work of God in the name of Jesus may you bless us abundantly above abundantly above and beyond what we can ask or even think bless many people here let no country prevent them from entering may many here be so blessed let them have visas let them have tickets bless them that they can travel in and out in the name of Jesus open many countries to them open their bank accounts O Lord let their bank account be able to contain large sums of money in the name of Jesus let everyone here be a tithe payer let many pay even double tithe triple tithe let there be many givers here in the name of Jesus let them be blessed let them be blessed let them be mighty let them be full of the Holy Spirit full of the revelation of your word may they move from victory unto victory from strength unto strength in the name of Jesus none here shall die young none here shall die young none here shall cast their young nobody will lose a child nobody will lose a pregnancy in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus there will not be any premature death accidents are forbidden in our midst death is forbidden in our midst but the grace of God the grace of God will abound the protection of God will abound the strength of Israel will arise upon us to make us strong to make us wealthy to make us rich to make us powerful in the name of Jesus this church shall be 3,000 and more 3,000 and more 3,000 and more 3,000 and more 100 branches and more than 100 branches all over Cape Coast and around thank you Jesus thank you Holy Spirit thank you Lord for you are able to do exceeding abundantly above all that we ask or ever think in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus listen to me listen to me where your hand cannot go your mouth can go what do I mean there are many things your hand can do because it requires money but your confession I said your confession your speaking how, how many pay to speak do you pay to speak do you pay before your, your, your do you pay rent on your words so shall it be the words that you confess and profess over your life over and over shall come father thank you that our lives shall be fashioned according as we have proclaimed thank you that in the course of time we shall see the exact manifestation of the things we have believed and the things we have said in Jesus name and everybody shouted amen
We believe you have been greatly blessed through this message. For prayer, counseling, or meeting with Bishop Jake, please call or text plus 233-263-090-000. That's plus 233-263-090-000. Till we come your way again, remain blessed.